You've written a draft, you've polished it, you've gotten it as far as you can go on your own. Now what? On this week's podcast, we're talking about the exciting and yet totally terrifying moment when you hand your book over to its first set of readers. We call these beta readers, and they're a crucial part of the book writing process. Today, I'm going to show you how to find beta readers for your book and how to train them to give the best possible feedback that moves your book forward on its path to published and makes it the best book possible. You ready? Let's get to reading. Welcome to School for Writers, where we help you ditch that starving, tortured artist cliche and thrive. No more struggling over whether your story is good enough or wondering if your voice deserves to be heard. It's time to step into the power of telling your story to the world. I'm your host, Lauren Marie Fleming, and I am a book-obsessed, queer, fat, witchy, divinely loud woman. And I know what it's like to have society tell you to sit down and shut up. But I'm here to tell you that you've been silenced for far too long. School for Writers was created to help you push through doubt and fear so you can stop procrastinating and start writing. Because the world needs your story now more than ever. Welcome to School for Writers. Let's get to it. I've got a new project, and it's a big one. One that I think will completely change how we live and work as creatives. It's called the School for Writers Academy, and it's more than a project, really. It's a movement. Here's our mission. I want to help 35 writers and content creators build sustainable, exciting, thriving careers over the next year. I want to build a magical, fun, transformative community of creatives who are dedicated to incorporating both work and play into their daily routines. I want to put my decades of knowledge, experience, and connections into one place so I can show up fully and completely as myself and offer everything I have to support my community. But I can't do this without you. Want to be a part of this special, amazing, wonderful project? Here's the criteria. First off, you got to be a writer or a content creator. I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably that. Two, you are so friggin' tired of working your butt off in a job that you hate, that leaves you creatively, emotionally, and financially depleted. You are tired of going at it alone, and you long for a community of progressive-leaning, like-minded folks who get what it's like to try to find your voice in a world that's constantly silencing you. You believe in collaboration over competition. You love tater tots and other fried potato products. And you want to hang out with me and get coached with me on the reg and laugh at me when I use terms like on the reg. If this sounds like you, if this has your heart leaping out of your chest with joy and excitement and a hell yes, go to schoolforwriters.com academy and join us today. It's truly going to be magical. And I hope I see you there. Get more information on how to join this revolutionary movement at schoolforwriters.com academy. And of course, that link, it's in your show notes. Welcome back to the School for Writers podcast. Today we're talking about beta readers. You know how to write, you know how to read, 
So that means you automatically are a great editor, right? Wrong. Writing, reading, and editing may be intertwined, but they're still separate skills. Just like reading a novel versus writing a novel is a different skill set, so is writing and editing a book. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you can't successfully write, read, and edit your own book. You can try, and you might be able to do a decent job at it, but chances are you're going to need fresh new eyes on your work to be able to get it to publishable. Beta readers are that first set of fresh new eyes on your book. They come even before editors. Their sole job is to read your book cover to cover and let you know what they think. Sounds scary? It is. I'm not going to lie. It completely and totally is nerve wracking. But what makes it easier is knowing that your beta readers are going through it with you, that they're here on the journey of your book with you and that they're willing to meet you wherever you are, wherever you're at. They know that your book is not out in the world yet. It's part of their job to meet you where you're at and help you make it better. And they know that. So that makes it less scary. Your first step in the beta reading process is to find beta readers, preferably a group of two to three people willing to beta read your book. It's best if you're all sharing each other's work. That way you are each invested in the process. However, even with saying that, my beta readers are most often friends or colleagues that I know and trust. Choose your beta readers based on your ideal reader of your final book. Most of my closest friends hate the kind of books I read. They hate the kind of books I write. They love my books because they love me, but I would never choose them to give me input on them until they're completely done. Instead, I seek out people who love books like the book I'm trying to write. So when I'm writing my contemporary queer romance novels, I'm going to find people who love to read about modern queers falling in love. When I was writing my book, Body Love, 10 Steps to Profoundly Loving Your Body, I chose beta readers that were struggling with their bodies and wanted out of diet culture because they were the people that I wanted to pick up the book in a bookstore and read it. I cannot stress this enough. You need to choose beta readers that love books like you, not just people who love you. They need to love books like yours because loving you, that's great but it's not gonna make your book better. Understanding the genre you're working within and that style of the book that you're trying to create is the most important feature in a beta reader. If you're stuck finding beta readers, join a writing group. For more on the importance of writing groups, check out our podcast episode on that. We'll link to it in the show notes. If you're stuck and you can't find yourself a writing group, we would love to have you in one of my programs, especially in the School for Writers Academy. It's a great place to connect with other writers who are building sustainable and thriving writing careers that are based on collaboration over competition. A great place to find beta readers. Once you have two to three beta readers, the next step is to train them on how to beta read your book. This is why being in a professional writing group is so important because you have someone training, guiding, and supporting you all during the beta reading process. Beta reading is not the same as picking up a book in a bookstore and reading it. It's also not the same as editing it, which comes later. If you're interested in that, in editing process, check out our episode. We'll also link to that in our show notes. We have a whole episode on editing, so we'll keep that down there. But this is separate. Beta reading is not editing. It is reading. Beta reading is not about those tiny little details. It's about the overall story. 
Beta reading is the act of seeing a book as it is right now and giving feedback that helps get it to where it's going. If you're in one of my programs, I train your beta readers for you. But if you're not, don't fret. I'm about to share my tips right here so you can send your beta readers this podcast episode to train them. Before we begin that training, I'd like to give credit to Francesca Grossman's book, Writing Workshop, A Guide to Creating a Culture of Useful Feedback. That book helped me originally formulate my structure for beta reading groups a few years ago. It's short but powerful, and it's a guide that's worth investing in if you plan to continue to be a part of writing groups giving each other feedback, which I hope you plan to do. We'll include that link in our show notes so you can get yourself a copy. And it's this week's book recommendation, so keep listening, you can learn more about it. Okay, now the rest of this podcast, I'm speaking to you, the beta reader who came here to be trained on how to be a beta reader. When you're ready to start beta reading, the goal is simple. Support your fellow writer in improving their book. That's it. We're not trying to get perfect or even publishable yet. We're just trying to get it to the next level, to a little bit better. Books at this stage are in the early draft form. In my Write Your Friggin' Book Already program, we do three to four drafts of our book before beta reading and three to four drafts of our book after it. So think of this as the middle of the book writing process that you're a part of which means you don't want to judge the book based on books that you're reading or you might have picked up in a bookstore. Instead, you want to think of them as half-formed recipes that you're helping make palatable. You want to think of them as children that you're helping to raise into teenagers, or maybe a painting that you're helping to come to life. Here are some questions you should ask yourself before, during, and after the beta reading process. How can I support this person to be a better writer from where they are right now? How can this piece or chapter or whole book improve? How can I show the writer what's working for me and what's not working? What do I want more of? What do I think needs to be let go? This is about your experience of the journey that the writer created. Did you enjoy yourself? If so, in what way? Did you get lost? If so, where? Think overarching more than details here. We're not looking for out of place commas. We're trying instead to find the beauty, structure, and improvements needed in the story. Here are five tips for being a helpful beta reader. One, come with caring compassion. Understand their book goals, not your goals. This is not about you and your book. It's not about how you would write this book. It's about how they want to write it. However, it is about your experience reading it. So give insight into yourself as a reader, not a writer. Two, you want to read it twice. Once to experience the flow and another time to take notes and make comments. Some prefer to read the whole book all the way through, then again for notes. Others prefer to go chapter by chapter so they don't forget. It's up to you, but it's important to not take notes the first time you read things so you get a feel for the flow and then can comment on how it flowed later on. If you pause to make comments, you don't get quite the same flow and readerly experience. Again, you're about the experience as a reader, not an editor. Three, you wanna point out what is working. Things like, yes, I love this, more of this are so helpful. We forget to tell people what is working sometimes, and it's just as important to know what is working as to know what needs help. Four, focus on content. Again, you're not an editor. Even if you want to change grammar, they might change the whole structure or chapter later, which then your changes would be lost. 
Instead, focus on content editing now with structure, essence, plot, characters, takeaway, flow, things like that. If you want more on that, check out the School for Writers Academy or my Write Your Friggin' Book Already program where we train you all on how to do all of that. And five, you want to offer your thoughts, not offer critiques. You're not a critic here. You're not reviewing this book for the New York Times. You're a friend offering their thoughts on the draft of a book. Use phrases like, I'm confused here, or I would love to know more about the location where this takes place. Instead of, this is horrible, I hate this, this isn't great, this needs work. So those are your five tips. After you go and read through it all, when we do beta reading in my programs, I have full reader feedback forms each person fills out in the end. It asks specific questions that help move the book forward. You may want to create a similar form for your beta readers to use. I also have beta readers write a letter to the author. It's an informal letter like you'd write to your best friend. You wanna start with the positive, then you can go into suggestions you have for what you'd like to see expanded on or developed more, and then again, end with the positive. This isn't time for major critiques or anything truly negative. It's more overall feelings you had mixed with encouragement. Imagine back in the day when you shipped a manuscript back to a friend. You'd want them to open it up, see that letter first, and smile, gaining the confidence to keep reading whatever you have in your other notes. Once you have all of that, you send it off to the author. I like to have a timeline for when it's due because we all know nothing gets done without a deadline, especially writing, especially for creatives. So set a strong deadline. That's why I love working within a program. Everybody is on the same deadline. And that's it. That's beta reading. It is work for sure, but it's also a really fun, amazing way to get to engage in the creative process with another writer. This works for fiction or nonfiction, and it can be done for essays or poems or anything really that you're writing. All through the process, it's important to have fun, be kind, and remember that the goal is getting to the next step, not getting it perfect. And if you'd like some structure support in finding beta readers and in the beta reading process, check out the School for Writers Academy. We are a magical, fun, transformative community of creatives who are dedicated to supporting each other in building thriving writing careers while also incorporating both work and play into our daily routines. You can learn more at schoolforwriters.com academy. Until next week, happy beta reading and happy writing. I cannot wait to read your book. This week's book recommendation is a wonderful little like pamphlet style guide that I use whenever I am going to be a part of or lead a writing workshop. And it is Writing Workshop, Guide to Creating a Culture of Useful Feedback by Francesca Grossman. And I met Francesca at a writing event where I bought this book directly from her and I was just, you know, wanting to support a fellow writer. And I sat down to read it with a group of other writers and we were all like, mind blown. It is so easy and simple and it breaks it down in such a tangible way that helps you understand what it means to give and receive feedback. Now, this is a book that you can 
easily read in one sitting. It takes about an hour, but implementing all the things that it says is like a whole workshop in and of itself. I use this in a lot of what I just talked about in this beta reading. I use it in my programs. I've been in programs that use this book itself. So I think it's a really great primer to get you started in understanding how to give and receive feedback. One of the things I love about this book is I think it's a really beautiful example of having something to tell that may not need a full length book, but that doesn't mean you can't get it out into the world. This is a perfect example of something that you should self-publish or hybrid publish. It's a quick and easy guide you can get out into the world to get people to read your things and to make a little bit of money and to start building your credibility and your momentum as a writer. So not only when you go and buy this book, are you supporting Francesca? Not only are you learning about creating writing workshops, but hopefully it'll also inspire you to put together some kind of mini educational book that you can put out in the world as well. Once again, it's Writing Workshop, A Guide to Creating a Culture of Useful Feedback by Francesca Grossman. And I'm gonna put a link to it because you can only get it directly from Francesca herself right now. So there'll be a link in our bio on the show notes of this podcast episode for you to be able to go and grab yourself a copy. So enjoy Writing Workshop, A Guide to Creating a Culture of Useful Feedback by Francesca Grossman. You just finished another episode of the School for Writers podcast. Woohoo! Go you! Did you know that we're more than just a podcast? School for Writers is a full-service support team helping you to get your story out into the world. Here are three ways you can get even more writerly inspiration and education. Number one, subscribe. It's so easy. All you gotta do is click that little subscribe button down below wherever you listen or watch the School for Writers podcast. That not only guarantees that you don't miss another episode, but it also helps support our continuation of this show. Number two, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest at School for Writers. Every day we post helpful tips and tools like journaling prompts, reading recommendations, and live interviews with inspiring experts. Number three, visit schoolforwriters.com where you can check out past episodes, join a writing program, and get even more tips, tools, and inspiration to support your writing life. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our Write More Challenge, a 10-day program to help you jumpstart your writing routine. Thanks again for supporting School for Writers. We'll see you next episode. School for Writers is produced by me, Lauren Marie Fleming, with editing and support from Samantha Olivares. All rights reserved by Las Maestras LLC. Our music is De Lejos by Ilabamba. Check them out on Spotify. Big thanks to the team at Terrorbird and big thanks to Kristen Hozak. And of course, a massive thank you to you, the listener. Now put down this podcast already and go write. I'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>